more Pick 6 is coming up. But first, it's Andy's turn. A random ranking of music, food, movies, sports, and anything else Andy wants to make a list for. Chime in with your reaction on the Laser or Andy Hall Radio Facebook pages. It's Andy Hall's Pick 6 on Laser 103.3. On this day in 1969, Johnny Cash began a four-week run at number one on the Billboard album chart with Live at San Quentin. It was his follow-up to the also highly successful Live at Folsom Prison album that had come out the year prior. For me, live recordings are really hit and miss, but the great ones put you right in the crowd at those shows and make you feel like you were a part of it. Today, I'm giving you my pick six live albums of all time. Starting with number six, Jimmy Plays Monterey from the Jimi Hendrix Experience. After moving to England to form his band and test the waters overseas, it quickly became apparent his ability and showmanship were ready for American audiences. The Monterey Pop Festival of 1967 was a precursor to Woodstock in many ways, offering a big stage to a sizable handful of various artists. And Hendrix made the most of his opportunity, playing a blistering set comprised of some originals and a bunch of covers, including the Trog's Wild Thing, which ended with the guitarist lighting his guitar on fire and smashing it to pieces. Up next at number five, Nirvana's MTV Unplugged New York. I think this one speaks for itself. Recorded less than six months before frontman Kurt Cobain's death, the set was a portrait of the anti-hero Cobain had become, playing several of the band's hits, but not their biggest. Plus, much to the chagrin of MTV execs, they dragged the Meat Puppets out of nowhere to cover several of their songs, interspersed with a couple other random and obscure covers by bands like the Vaselines and songwriters like Lead Billy. Take that, MTV. At number four, Live Bullet from Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Despite being eight albums into his storied career as a singer and songwriter, Seger was still relatively unknown outside of the upper Midwest at this point. I think part of that was he found it difficult to capture the magic of the live show on his studio recordings. So how about recording a live show in his native Detroit? Turned out pretty damn good, spawning some massive hits like his cover of Ike and Tina Turner's Nutbush City Limits and the even more infamous turn the page. This was Bob Seger in his element. You could feel his energy through the speakers. Ranking number three, Queen's Live Killers. By 1979, Queen had become one of the hottest tickets in the world, having conquered all corners of the globe with albums like A Night at the Opera and News of the World firmly in the rear view. This was the buffer between 70s Queen and 80s Queen, and there was plenty of new ground to cover on the dawn of a new decade, not only musically but also in terms of the overall aesthetic. Those who wish to celebrate pre-must Stash Freddy had this recording to remember him clean-shaven before the band began their journey into more rhythmic material like 1980's Another One Bites the Dust. In at number two, a tie, as I just couldn't decide between Johnny Cash's aforementioned prison albums, Folsom and San Quentin. And what's funny about that is the track listing between the two couldn't be more different. Not only was the vibe different from a sonic standpoint, the crowds at Folsom and San Quentin couldn't have been more different. Nevertheless, the power of the man in black is on full display here, and I think we should be thanking our lucky stars the record labels greenlit these recordings at a time it had been unheard of to take on such a project. A few quick honorable mentions before we get on to the best of the best. Aretha Franklin live at Fillmore West, Sinatra at the Sands, Kiss Alive, Cheap Tricks at Budokan, 
Alice in Chains MTV Unplugged, and ACDC's If You Want Blood, You've Got It all should be in your personal collection, in my opinion. Okay, on to my number one ranked live album of all time, Live at Leeds by The Who. Recorded in February of 1970, this was Roger Daltrey, Pete Townsend, John Entwistle, and Keith Moon at their absolute best, post-Tommy. Not only did we get the rock opera in its entirety with a heavier rock lean, it was sandwiched between masterpieces like Substitute and I Can't Explain on the front end, and Summertime Blues and My Generation on the back end, making this perhaps the most complete Who performance ever captured on tape. Amazing. If this doesn't inspire a trip to your local record store, I don't know what does. That was Andy Hall's Pick 6. Looking for your thoughts and opinions on the Laser or Andy Hall Radio Facebook pages? Stay tuned. Your Pick 6 is coming at the top of the hour on Laser 103.3.